When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by Sir Thomas of House Sweeney. With his coming are the dreadfires born again. The hills burn and the lands turn sear. The tides of men run out and the hours dwindle. The wall is pierced and the veil of parting raised. Storms rumble beyond the horizon and the fires of heaven purge the earth. There is no salvation without destruction, no hope this side of death. Fragment from the prophecies of the dragon. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering the prologue to the fires of heaven. Wow. Yeah, as you know, I really like doing these prologue chapters. One, because they're like kind of isolated. But, too, I think it's just good. It's kind of like a cool, it'll give people some more time to read, uh, you know, the next block, get into the next sort of block of chapters. But uh, I got to start the show today with an apology. Okay. I've been wrong. I've, I have I owe, a, there's a serious apology I owe. I have been massively um, mispronouncing something, and people have been calling it to my attention um, it is not what we get blasted, what I get blasted for on YouTube all the time, which is sometimes when I accidentally say Edmonds Field as, oppo- as opposed to Emmons Field. Sorry, that's just uh-huh. slips. Yeah. So, I say it sometimes. Right. Um, it's actually, um, and my brother Nick, uh, you know, and some other people have pointed this out. It's not the Forsaken; it's the Chosen. Okay? Wow. There's a. There's. There's a. <laughs> wow. Oh. My gosh, <laughs> I did not know where that was going. I said, there are so many things that you could mispronounce in this that we all do. That is not the one I thought you were going with. So who has gotten to my friend, Sir Matt? Who has gotten to him? I feel him turning away from the light and I don't like it. Okay. Holy wow. smokes. Well, man. you know, are they friends of the dark or are they dark friends? Okay. You know, I mean, that's wow. what we... That's what we- begin wow. to discuss the distinctions are important i mean it depends on yeah where you stand are you in the light are you not are you ink tar reclaiming the light for yourself i mean mm-hmm. good gravy wow i mean yeah. what's the difference between ordeeth and mordeeth i i yeah, hey we're gonna find out 
right? I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, good, good call. We do have, um, where we left him last, he was in the old Two Rivers, plotting away. And now we see mm-hmm. him in a very interesting place in this prologue. So, but yeah. um, yeah, great chapter, yeah. great chapter, by yeah. the way. So we are recording this on the 16th. Um, yeah, and so it'll probably come out yeah, whenever uh, we get it edited and, and, and posted. So maybe tomorrow, the 17th or the day after that. But uh, Watt on Prime has teased maybe something on for what is for us tomorrow, which is the 17th, which is also St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. So yep. don't know what that's going to be. If I had to take a guess, if you're going to release something on St. Patrick's Day, I think it's got to be something to do with maybe like a tavern, maybe yeah. some, maybe so yeah. maybe something Tom related, you know, like eh, right, right, know, in the tavern, play. some drinks. What if they showed us like What if they showed us him in the Wine Spring Inn, just like playing his good? In this, he's gonna have a guitar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd lose my mind. I'd lose. I'd be, that'd be insane. I, I'd be that'd be cooler than anything we've seen so far. I mean, everything's been cool, but because we haven't, be, we haven't. Right, you we know. haven't seen a character in costume yet, officially. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that would be cool to kind of see us take that up a notch. I, uh, yeah, I think they're saving all that for a trailer. But like, what they've been doing the item thing, almost like an item description. You know, like like here's the sword, mm-hmm. here's the guitar, or whatever it might be. Guitar. I was thinking the dagger. They might, yeah, the dagger. They might show us like, uh, well, here for example, shout out to uh, the the dusty. The Dusty Wheel Show. I got my mug here. Like, what if they showed us a couple mugs, you know? And you're you're hanging out at, at a place like uh, the Dusty Wheel with Innkeeper Hatch or something, and and you know you got your mug mm-hmm. and you're just doing your thing. That'd be kind of cool, just to see the inside of the Wine Spring Inn or or some other place like that. Um, the, yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. Yeah. I just blanked. What is the, what, what's the one what? in Camelin? Is it the Queen's blessing? What if if they're gonna sh- if they're gonna sh- well do you, do you think they'll show us something green tomorrow? What what's something green that they could show us? That's kind of what they've <sighs> te- they've been responding to people. Oh, uh, man, I don't green aja related possibly. You know, the, like the like the green aja perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. That would be that would be really cool if you saw one. Not Is Loyal's coat green? Is it? As low as I think at some green. I think at some no, point, no. yeah. I think yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Um I just want to see something. Oh red. my god, what if what God that what is... if they dude, hey, what if they show us the green man? <laughs> you just want to go all out and just show us up, up at the eye of the world, you know, the actual big like uh people are like, Yeah, that's that's you've gone too far, Sir Ezra. Too far. Yeah, that's um, not happening. Yeah. No, it'd be cool though. It'd be cool just to see something. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I mean yeah, you guys will know uh, by the time we post this and can send us a message. You can post about it in the old Facebook group there. That'd be kind of cool. So, mm-hmm. by the way, let me yeah. let me find this really quick here. Um, just to see here, I need to go to tweets and replies because that's 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 where it's at. Um, just in some of the people they've been, uh, you know, they've they've been responding to. Yeah, people. Oh, there's the yeah. big uh, the unblurring, right? That people are trying to unblur. Oh my. God, and it's yes. like they're like they're like constantly talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I was I was telling uh, Sir Matt that these will be the days of of early speculation where, like, we were around. It feels good to be there in the, in the early days of like talking about 
all these little tidbits. And you do have, again, I'm, uh, shout out again to, to Matt Hatch uh, over at the Dusty Wheel, who does things like that, who says, let's try to bring on people who have unblurred this or, or look for you know a way to, to get the script or see what's behind uh, all of the blurring. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's wild. People are scrapping for any little piece, you know, any little thing. Mm-hmm. Right here. Okay, this is what I was looking for. Okay, her Twitter name is Pixie Herbert, okay? She I don't okay. understand how this is a thing. Okay, so she's doing like nothing, but she's just doing TikToks, but they're all like Wheel of Time related TikToks, right? Uh, there's like one where she's like making fun of Nynaeve, like just constantly like tugging her hair. Like, I mean, con- like no matter where, you know, she's constantly like, tugging yes. her hair like all the time. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so Wad on Prime has been like retweeting her and stuff but she still only has 100 followers on Twitter. How do you get retweeted by a Twitter account with like 70,000 followers and you're making great content and you only have 100 followers on Twitter? And one of them's me. So out of her 111, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, hey, we get 113. Can we give her thing. a bump? Can we give can we give her the can we give her the wheel the the heroes of the Let's horn bump? Let's here. give her the bump. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Let's I give her the shout out. <laughs> what was the handle again? What's the handle? It's like I have <laughs> Uh, Pixie Herbert is her is her thing, but she but Wad on Prime's retweeting her and they think she's great, and so it's like yeah, shout out man, cool to to people making cool Wheel of Time content, yeah, you yeah. know. Not there's not a no, lot. There's not a lot. Not yet. yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to be here, and I think um, I think it's important to try to make the best you know quality content, create a good fun community where people can hang out and have a good time. And honestly, I got to give it to the what you know? What on Prime Twitter account is very active, and it does keep people, I think, highly engaged, and and uh, it's a lot of fun. So, I mean, that's 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 it really is. cool. It is, and it's cool because they're constantly they constantly tweet to anybody. So, like, if you have sort of like a Wheel of Time name, you know, people like they tweet back at yeah. you and stuff. They haven't tweeted right. back at us yet. Uh, they have liked. They have liked. Uh, they have liked some of our yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Just cool. It's crazy. It's it's it just feels it, it feels cool. It feels really neat to be a part of this this community and this to to see it rising and to see more folks getting to know Robert Jordan's amazing series. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of which, as remember, it was like a week ago. We didn't actually talk about it on the podcast. Um, I, I, we there's a Wheel of Time video game. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. We looked this up. I don't know. I can't remember how I stumbled across it, but it was not like we were doing research for Wheel of Time. I was doing research for something else and stumbled across this. There's a Wheel of Time video game. It came out in like the late 90s. Uh, and it's like a first-person shooter of all things. Yeah. And you play as an Aes Sedai, so you're like casting magic. and So, so think like it looks like Doom or like, you know, Duke Nukem, like old those old school oh, yeah. games yeah. where you can't even really play – but it got great reviews, and the and the developers went over to Robert Jordan's house and showed it to him. So this was like the first time he's seeing his his world sort of somewhat created in like three D, and he thought it was great. And he thought, and Robert Jordan thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. And it's an original story. It's an original story. It takes place like like hundreds of years before, um, this does. I mean, I know the wheels turning and whatever, sure. you know. Yeah. So, but 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 yeah. you know what I mean. This like, this beginning for, yeah, pers- yeah. Uh, it, right age, for, yeah. for perspective. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. 
Well, didn't you say it was up against a real, like that year? Another great game came out that like because we you found some article PC, PC yeah it was like PC Gamer which is like a pretty big you know I mean they're a pretty big mag like still to this day they're still a pretty big site but they had like back when everyone had magazines. Uh, I said it was better than Baldur's Gate, and I was like, okay, hold on a second here. That's yeah. like considered. It's just mind boggling that they gave it game PC game of the year over. Uh, that and I was like, how is this possible? Because I mean, Baldur's Gate's considered to be like one of the top. I mean, it's like one of the best RPGs ever made, and they know they liked Wheel of Time, so it just didn't get it didn't get a lot of coverage. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, so that's that's really neat. I we we looked it up. There's gameplay footage and stuff. I could I couldn't believe it. I really could not believe it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and so, Wheel yeah, of and Time so, yeah, video uh, game. I, I guess I what um. What books had been written in by 1999? So by 1999, they were only at a pa the Path of Daggers. Wow! Wow! Hmm. Yeah. So you still so you're at book eight. You still got a handful more to go. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. So that's when did really, Robert Jordan? Really cool. di when did Robert Jordan die? Like 2000, 2005 or so, something like that around there. Yeah, let me check here. I can't remember the exact date. But uh, it was because they looks like they that went, was the uh, last book by him was around like 2005 looks like it was the the last yeah. book by him. 2007. Uh, 2007 is when he. So, OK, away. yeah. Right around there. Yeah. 2007. Yeah. 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 So, so that's weird. I wonder if I wonder if I wonder if those those game developers got inside secrets to the upcoming books and they knew things maybe even before Brandon Sanderson knew things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, they're talking to him. Well, yeah, exactly. Um. They are talking to him about something. That's the cool thing. That actually is where uh, Theoryland and all of that kind of um, the forms and stuff were going on. People, as these books were coming out, you know, it's kind of early. Yeah, it's it's in the it's in the you know two thousands, late nineties or whatever. And people are speculating, blogging, and talking about this. It was it was really something to to kind of wonder what was going to happen to Matt and Perrin and Rand and uh, yeah, people. People weren't sure. It's a, it was a different time. There's still some mysteries. There's still a few things that every once in a while Brandon Sanderson comes out and gives you a little nugget uh, of something that he learned or a cut scene or whatever. But yeah, yeah, neat to think about. There's actually an interview okay. you said uh, where that somebody interviewed him and and uh, he was like kind of talking about yeah his one of the developers. Meeting. I was trying to find him. Yeah, I was trying to find him, but I, I I can't remember his name, unfortunately, so I don't just have it like immediately sort of pulled up here. But I had found him on Twitter, um, and he just wrote some book. Uh, but and but there's an interview on his website where he's talking about going over meeting Robert Jordan, um, and uh, and then working on this, and then and then we're and then working on this game and kind of showing it to him and 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 stuff like that. So. Um, man, maybe we could reach out to him, see if we can get him on the show. I'll be you sick. Know? I, I gotta, be cool. I gotta find him. I gotta find him. So next time, next time we'll be more prepared. It was something we kind of, I, and for, you know, just, just kind of remembered, but yeah. Um, nonetheless, as let's, let's get to the prologue. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's get after this. Mm -hmm. So, um, this, th this is, a uh, well, last book we didn't have a prologue, right? So we did not have one. And this time that is correct. Yeah, we're back to having the, the good old-fashioned prologue. And they're cool because we're not actually with our our main characters. We're, we actually have the point of view of, like, Elida from the White Tower. Uh, and we have Padon Fane, 
We got Fane's point of view, and then uh, Robin's point of view, actually. So, well, Robin, and then you've got Lanfear, Samael, Grendel. They're all there. So this is a really interesting uh, kind of prologue. We're learning about different areas. It's setting the stage, taking us to the White Tower, uh, getting us two different perspectives there, and then we're with the Forsaken, trying to figure out what they're all about and how they're maneuvering around. So, yeah, we start with, uh, let's dive into Elida, I guess, that perspective, right? <sighs> yeah, can I just say really quick, so, you know, we finish the last book, okay? And I'm like, man, I'm diving right into the next one. It's such a great place to stop, right? Rand, and it's like, just we just met Osmodian, and, I, and Perrin's like, doing with all of his stuff. He just told the white cloaks to basically uh -huh. off. Right? right. He just told him off. And I'm like, Oh dude, I'm like so ready to jump into this next book. And then I like download it, download the audible press play Elida. And I'm just like, Oh, oh God. <laughs> like, oh, not that yeah. she's bad or anything, but it was just like, oh, I'm just in like, I'm ready to go ready to rip roar and tear back with like, right where we're right where we're at. Cause it's such a high point. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no. So yes. So let's dive into it here. Um, so we're with Elida and we are in the white tower and this is actually a really cool scene because you have Elida and the rest of the Aes Sedai minus any sort of blue Aja. Mm -hmm. Now remember Elida is the new mother. She's, mm -hmm. she's in charge. Yeah, she she's yeah, she in is. charge. Okay. And she's listening to everybody talk about, you know, what's going on and everything that they're working on. And Elida's just kind of sitting there and she's just kind of like listening and, and sort of, and sort of thinking, and everyone's really kind of like nonchalant about it. Right. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she begins to sort of crack the whip and kind of remind yeah. everybody, Oh, who's in charge. And that's wow, right. sounds to me like all I'm hearing is there's problems in, in finding the dragon reborn because we need to get him and bring mm -hmm. him here so he doesn't die before the final battle. Um, and, uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, she, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly who it was uh, that uh, she's where she says, um, you know, well, it sounds to me like you're going to be, you know, you need penance every day. Until this is solved, right? And oh, sort of yeah. asking everybody, <laughs> does, yeah. does anybody else have going to have a problem? Find difficulties finding Rand or finding the other, finding her, right? Who has run off because she won't name her name. Uh huh. Right, right. Yeah, so on. Yeah, uh, th this is interesting because it's as you said, starts off and there just seems to be no respect. Um, it almost makes you think that this is just a figurehead and really there's there's a power behind the power like they these people supported you know bringing down swan so they feel like they have maybe they're entitled to a bit more of an opinion or power here in the white tower so yeah Lida definitely is trying to regain some of that she has a picture of rand in falma fighting right and she notices that many of them will not even look at that picture and so she's Kind of forcing that, like you said, forcing the issue here. Yes, there are many problems. Yes, there are things going on with Mazrum Taim, who is a man, Sir Matt, who can mm -hmm. channel the one power. Now, mm -hmm. guess what? We also just had one of those guys. Now, he's been, he's been gentled, okay? Uh, Loghain has escaped. 
Now that ought to scare that name still is a scary name for some people, right? Because he's 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 you know whatever. So we'll come back. We'll we'll, we'll catch up with all of them later, uh, next chapter and so on. But you know, Mazram Taim is is on the loose, and you've got uh, you know all sorts of people are stirring, thinking about this. You've got some some there's some unrest in the borderlands, which is interesting. Uh, some some infighting that doesn't typically happen ha- happen there. I think it was there's was a reference to Queen. Tenobia, right? Is that in here? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in, yeah, in, in, in um, Masrum Taim and trying to figure out what to do. And should they should they go after him? There's a, like an army marching. So there's all those things happening. Uh, we're learning about the White Cloaks and what's happening with Amathera, the Panarch, what happened uh, there. And, and is she lost? How can we, you know, find her? Where should we send advisors? There's rumors about Queen Morghese and Andor. Uh, and her new lover, Lord Gabriel. So the the Kyrian Sun Throne is is uh, needs to be claimed. It's wide open. What are we going to do? But the whole point is that it is time to go move on and get ready for a move against Randall Thor, the Dragon Reborn. As you said, the last battle's coming, and they definitely need him there. Um, it's an interesting cast around her, and and she does recall and she thinks back to one of the former. I think it's the last, uh, the last uh, Amerlin seat who was of the Red Aja, who I'm trying to think what happens to her. And, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have this in front. Yeah, it's all oh, here. here it's bon, right there. Um, bon, Bonwin. Bonwin, yeah, yes. Uh, who was stripped of her staff and stole after nearly destroying the tower in the days of Ardor Hawkwing. So you're getting all the, now you're getting a historical reference um, and, and hoping that she doesn't repeat history here again so i mean what are your thoughts on elida i guess i mean do, do we trust her what's you know no i don't trust her at all i don't trust her. okay <laughs> uh, not for a second i don't trust her okay this look if this series has taught me anything it's taught me that immediately anybody who seems sus is yeah. sus yeah, okay sus. <laughs> it's yes. pretty straight yes. is yes. pretty it's pretty straightforward i mean anybody who is probably is right um right. But yeah, it is kind of interesting getting her sort of in, internal perspective here. And I guess um, it doesn't seem like this whole kicking Suan out was really well – to me, it doesn't seem well planned. Botch. It doesn't seem like it – see, it seems yeah. like Elida is a little in over her head. Yeah. Because she's just kind of sitting there and she's listening to everybody and so it's kind of like – you have to remind everybody that you're in charge. Mm-hmm. Are you in charge? Do- yeah, right, right. You know, game of great Game of Thrones reference here. You know, no man who has to say he is a king is a king. <laughs> I mean, that's right. The great Tywin Lannister right. says it best, right? You know, anybody who has to remind right. anyone that you are king is no king, and that's kind of what I feel like is happening in this scene. Is they do all begin to then kind of okay listen pay attention um i forget the woman's name when she's talking to her and she she was gonna say something and then she realizes she shouldn't um mm-hmm. right when mm-hmm. she's when when uh Elida's sort of sort of yelling at 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 them um yeah and then it, it just seems like it seems like she doesn't have control over the situation i mean 
you took over in sort of this this time of turmoil in which there you know Rand is out there and there's also Black Aja that we're searching for kind of in secret. Um, you you've got you know there's war right the Shan Chan are coming over. I mean Tear you're hearing that all of these seals are beginning to be broken. All of this things like the last dragon's banner has been raised in in you know in Tear and calendar and all of this stuff. And I mean, the two rivers has got stuff going on with the white cloaks. And, you know, normally it's like when when you hear of, you know, even like in our world, when we view sort of like elections in sort of turmoil years, it's always like it's usually the person who is going who wants to be in power is criticizing the way that the other person is handling their job in the chaos, even though it's, you know, they can say, hey, this is how I would come in and fix the chaos. Well, she doesn't really seem to kind of have a, a plan for that. It's kind of like, we'll just go find them. I mean, that's, well, that's what Swan was, Swan was right. doing, right? So it, it doesn't seem like she's doing anything really differently. She just seems to sort of now be in control. Mm-hmm. Um and it didn't seem like she really had the respect to people until she sort of reminded them. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that uh, when you look at how she went about this, and we can talk more, I'd probably have to pull up the quotes, but, like, they, it's a narrow margin that they actually kind of get rid of, of, yes. of Suwon. So she, it splits the it splits the tower, which is it's the whole thing. It, it totally was not a good move. If you're fighting for... Um, the light and you want that tower to be whole before the last battle. This was not like the best move. Now is Elida right to some degree in that like things were being kept very important things about like the dragon reborn, super important stuff was being secretly kept from the rest of the tower. I don't think anyone likes that. And so that's sort of where, you know, you, you say, all right, a lot. That's why that's how she got just enough support to kind of move it her way. Now. So I, she does have like the knowledge of the the dragon reborn is out there and they're all talking about it now that's the only real difference right i mean as far as we're early on in understanding mm-hmm. elida and where she, and where she's at but yeah now we're openly talking about the dragon reborn whereas before it was like all right varen varen sadai now you're in on this secret uh that moraine and i have had for a long time and one by one you're pulling in these different pieces and you're keeping it real close to the chest um i think there would have come a time now, what do you think about this? There would have come a time where Suwon would have gone to the just just to, gone to the tower and said, "Hey, look, here's here's what's up. I have more rain working close with with it. you know what I mean. Like, do you think she would have ever done right. that, or would she have kept it? How yes. long do you keep it? Yeah, it's it's just a matter of when, well, I right. I, right. I mean, I guess it's the way it, it's sort of like you know. I mean, you look at you know how much stuff happens behind. Let, let's say let's take I think it's easy just to view it as sort of like let's take the president okay the president of the United States yeah when Barack Obama was going after Osama bin Laden it's not like he came out and said oh hey we're about to go storm Osama bin Laden's house their compound that he's in no he comes out afterwards and said hey we just conducted an experiment or not experiment yeah we just conducted conducted a a mission and yeah. it was successful here you go you know what good does it what good does it do for me or you to know that Mm -hmm. that they're that they're gonna go do this no it doesn't do anything they got it under control right so i think i think it was fine that she was keeping that information now eventually she would have to tell everyone Mm because you would think the eyes that i are gonna need are gonna need to know 
um, yeah. <laughs> sort of about uh, about about this stuff that's going on. But she was she was con- basically conducting internal investigations, right, with uh-huh. Moraine okay. and some of this okay. other stuff to gather more knowledge until uh, un- un- until they until they know. I mean, what good does it do everyone now to know that Randolph Randolph Thor is the Dragon Reborn, and we need to go we need to go find him. Right. They haven't. Done, you're right. There's no. So yeah, it's it's basically. Had Swan have done this a little bit sooner, she'd still be in power. I mean, she had had she have you know eventually got to this point. I think you know maybe people would have questioned her handling of it or said, "Hey, you kept it secret too long." Time still, we still need to change or whatever. But Elida definitely catches her at a vulnerable moment, just at the right time before you know she's able to kind of right. come forward it also, and tell folks about it. It also seems to me like I mean I know obviously they're also. The writing of this is is sort of to portray her as a villain, um, but mm-hmm. I it seems to me like these these people should know a little bit better um, that doesn't the Dragon Reborn need to go do all of these things? Isn't that part of the prophecy that the he prophecy, needs yeah. to? I mean, I know everyone I know that everyone kind of has different differing opinions on it. Moraine and Rand, and here you go with Eliida. Um, mm-hmm. Or Elida, I should say. I I, I yeah. read it as El- Eliida. My bad. Yeah. Um, Elida. Yeah. Um, so, but if you just have the dragon reborn at the sitting at the tower, just wait, sitting around waiting for the for the final battle, he won't be battle tested. He he needs to mm-hmm. he needs to go do these things, right? I mean, that's kind of Rand's oh, yeah. Rand's idea. Is that's gonna ha- it's gonna happen no matter what. I'm gonna go go do what I'm gonna go do. And it'll if it's part of the prophecy, then it's going to work. So, mm-hmm. right. I mean, I think Elida is probably working for some other people, but uh, yeah. I mean, all right, okay. That's yeah. right. I mean, that's that's where ultimately I I kind of I kind of land on, it. and that's how the her point of view kind of ends. By the way, so real yeah. quick, the one one thing to note here is um. As she's kind of telling everyone off, telling everyone here, go. I want, I want rep- like book reports, basically, of um, every all of your your findings and, and daily investigations. Um, Alvarin, right? Yeah, seems yeah, yeah. to sort yeah. of think of herself as her equal, and Elida says, oh, "I'll have to do something about that." But right now, I'm too busy because a man right, right. named Fane has shown up. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, Badon Fane is up in here. And actually, he's thinking to himself, right? He's he's happy that he's almost like he I think he thinks Elida is a little bit easier to to handle than maybe Suan would have been. So he's kind of delighted by this. And um yeah, he, he shows up there. Uh he does have this funny moment where he considers ki- like killing an accepted. Uh he's thinking about like like having an accepted for lunch. Scary guy, just weird, you know. Fane is just something else. He's totally changed from the beginning of the series into we don't even really know what, right? I mean, like he's doing weird stuff with the white cloaks, and it's yeah, it's wild. So, uh, but yeah, he does take a good look at Randall Thor's picture. He's looking at the picture above there. Uh, he thinks about how he can feel this ruby-hilted dagger pulling at him, and that the horn of Valir is being kept in the tower. And then he's talking to Elida about Rand um, and how he is extremely uncontrollable and just sort of like maybe what he could do, maybe maybe like some some. I mean, he's maybe hinting at possible help or whatever. But yeah, Pot on Fane is is up. He's there for one. He's he's there for the dagger, right? 
wouldn't you say? I mean, what do you think? Mm. I mean, right? And so, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's one hundred percent there for the dagger. Yeah. Which is crazy because he, he, he it's 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 crazy to think that he's just like, well, I'll just go, I'll just walk up and get it, right? I mean, he's not, it's, he's not afraid know, of any of them. Men, no, he's not. Men don't normally go to the tower, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, it is kind of a, it's a very interesting image. I mean, I just there's something he just seems to have no fear of of anyone. He's frustrated. He's upset. He's angry. He wants Rand. He's consumed with with finding him. Uh, very upset about the whole parent ploy going wrong or not the way he wanted, but maybe it's because he needs his dagger uh, or there's things that he that might enhance him in some way. So, yeah, here here he is to, no. to kind of toy with some of the eyes to die. So. Would I be would I be incorrect in saying Padon Fane is kind of like the the Smeagol of this series? You know, I, I don't know. I, he is um, I mean, obviously Smeagol's like, Smeagol's like weak. Right. But I mean, put on so put on Fane's certainly more of a threat. But I just mean he's that sort of third faction. He's kind of it's kind of he's mm-hmm. his own thing, really. Yeah, and he does have weird kind of twisted thoughts and almost somewhat of like a split personality sometimes. Different memories kind of melded together and something going on. But as you said earlier, between Mordith and Ordith and the whole situation and right. Shot our Logoth and the dagger. Uh, and yeah, yeah. What are his powers? What can he, who is he bound to? Who does he serve? All that kind of stuff, you know, is, is very interesting. So yeah, Fane is, that's, that's not, it's not a terrible comparison because he is that conflicted. And at one point we see Smeagol extremely conflicted, you know, Smeagol Gollum situation going on a little battle back and forth. So that, if you just isolate that and say, is there some of that in Fane? Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, for sure. Is he more powerful? Does he have... I mean, he walks in here right. with like a swagger, yeah, and it's like, okay, he's 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 talking about eating accepted for lunch, and I'm like, okay, he's just yeah. What's that? Well, about, I mean, right? also to him is is the is the dagger precious to him? I mean, is yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's sort of yes, he can he's feel it. To yeah, like this very specific item too. Yeah, he yeah. also knows that the horn of Alier might be in the tower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah isn't that crazy uh that, that he at one point had the horn you know that he was that he was mm-hmm. running around remember back in the great hunt and and so it's like he has the horn loses it the whole thing and then now he's he's right back here at it again so yeah it's um be interesting to see kind of what happens there in the tower right as as he's uh what's he what's he really up he to? wants random kind of trouble a might give it might give him to him so mm-hmm. you know we'll We'll see. So then we switch to one more sort of uh, point of view here, uh, as this mm-hmm. is from Ravine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, we kind of um, we're in his chambers and you actually do have it's hinted at that there's there's a sister of the or uh, yeah of, of the Red Aja there with him and that I that that individual, and I can't remember if it's directly said or they, they named the power, but is being kind of controlled by, by Ravine. And he's thinking, you know, just I, it's implied, I can't remember if it's directly stated or not, but that that could be an agent of the tower, right? Because if you remember, Elida kept talking about sending agents to Queen Tenobia, um, to Amathera, and then, you know, more gaze is, has been without kind of a, a counselor, 
So should we send someone there as well? And it looks like, you know, the Red Aja has someone already there. But anyway, uh, yeah, he contemplates uh, what he will do with Morghese uh, when he no longer needs her to rule as the queen of Andor. So he's thinking about some of that. Uh, when they both leave, Ravine is visited by Lanfear. By Lanfear. The one and only mm-hmm. Lanfear. Uh, and actually, it's kind of funny to say it that way because Lanfear has been many different people <laughs> so, so far. Right. And, and this, yeah, like, like what? Uh yeah, so she kind of shows up, and you, you learn some interesting things about men um, and women channelers and what they can sense in one another and what they can't sense. You know, that was, remember when Rand was trying to train and learn about the, uh, he had, was it Egwene and um, Elaine channeling against him in Tear, and he's trying to figure out, like, how, how can I tell when I'm being attacked or would be attacked and that kind of thing. So you get some more of that with, uh, with, with Ravine and Lanfear here. And then she basically says that she scheduled a meeting with Samael and Grendel at his palace, you know, and that they're showing up and they're going to arrive shortly. Uh, the four of them then discuss the situation with the rest of the Forsaken and Rand and what they're going to do. Ravine thinks about how the situation can benefit him and him only. And I, I bet if we switch, you know, point of views to different folks, and we'll get this later, but each of the Forsaken is scheming uh, and, and up to no good. Sometimes they want an alliance that maybe we'll we'll protect them for a a leg of their journey but ultimately they're trying to one up the other one or get a little bit further ahead and yeah they want to be like the ultimate chosen of the chosen i hate to use that term but that's where we are right now well okay? that's that's what they want right that's yeah they they, want. they think of themselves as right as as the chosen yeah um correct me if i'm wrong this is the first time we've seen Grant Grant Grendel. I think so. Um, I Am think I maybe you no. I think no. I think so. I think you've heard of Grendel because she was because they because they very they very specifically describe her when she walks in as mm-hmm. like if she, if it weren't for Landfair she would be you know extremely beautiful woman but I mean next to Landfair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, she. Yeah, okay. Yes, you'll. We'll, we'll learn more about her. So yeah, don't look up the wiki page because it does not start off with a <laughs> with a good. <laughs> it starts right. It starts right out with a spoiler. It's like unreal. Spoiler. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, she eventually. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to kind of scroll down and see where where she comes into the story. So yeah, she does team up with Lanfear, Samael, and 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 Ravine. Um, they're trying to turn Randall Thor to the shadow. Uh, yeah, and that's 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 where we'll stop with with her story. But yes, brand new. Um kind of coming in here and they do mention don't they the the first the other four who have who have been killed right they mentioned that, they, mm-hmm. that it's these four and there were four previously uh two in the first book uh and then yeah and then and then Rand, two in, in the second brand yeah. kills one and then i need yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, they're I dropping mean, like flies of them are yeah yeah they are right i mean they are so they're talking about what to do. You know, what are we going to do? What are us four going to do? Should we should we lay a trap? Should we kind of work together? Talk about Randall Thor and where we go. And I I think the overall impression for me is like this is like these this is the Forsaken showing up here. I mean, these are some of the baddest of the bad. Like your your tippy like yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, it maybe didn't feel that way, but like I know just hearing their names and then eventually them showing up and then all them talking together. I I I had to replay it like wait, what what they say? 
what are they doing? Right. Because it is kind of like can tucked I, can, in. Can I? At the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask sort of what appears to oh, me to no. be an, oh, ob- no. an obvious an obvious question. Why don't why didn't all thirteen just get together after they figured out this is the real deal? Especially after two of them were killed, and just say if we all go in at the, if we all go in together, we should be able to take him. Now you know what Here's is it just sort of is it just sort of that like that arrogance that some of them think they're like so powerful on their own because that's kind of the way it's worked. It's sort mm-hmm. of on their own. They're oh I'll go foil you know Perrin or I'll go do this or whatever, and then it's not mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, so actually, interestingly, the way this, this this kind of works, and I think when you think about the Forsaken, I don't remember exactly when each of them, the sequence or the order in which they, they, they escape or they come out uh, of the of the Dark One's prison. Oh, you. But, you know, the, yeah, the seals are breaking. So we know, and I think it's talked a lot that, um, I'll use the name, Balsamon, who we're familiar with, mm-hmm. was kind of one foot out of the prison and one foot in he's like sealed half in half out so he's been with one arm touching the world doing weird things and then he is the first one kind of out who is in the dream world talking with with the boys and all that kind of stuff and then you have um what's his name agonor uh is there at, right. at the end and so you have those two kind of show up and then boom uh they're taken out so yeah it's kind of like as they're so it's not all, they're not all it's not all at once yeah, and sometimes they they show up in batches like this. Like some of the, I mean, we Landfear's been around, um, Ravine's been around, Samael, uh, but as you said, Grendel's just now showing up. So where has she been? Has she been hiding right. somewhere? Did she come out a little bit after the other ones? So I, it's sort of a gathering themselves and trying to establish a domain and uh, yeah, an area of power. So yeah, and it seems I guess, and it seems it seems to me too. I mean, I know Landfear's kind of said a few times. Um, she's kind of got her own agenda, like with Luce there and you and I together, we can rule the galaxy, uh, type of a, you know, like we could defeat the dark one together and then, mm-hmm. and then rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then the other ones, is it kind of like, I guess maybe I'm thinking if I could be the one to take out Randall Thor, like that, think of how great the dark one would view me, oh. right? Like, oh, I'm yeah. the one that defeated your enemy. Yeah. So there is sort of that kind of competition between them. Yeah, they each have a different um, motivation and a desire and sort of um, like a Role lust. Play. Yeah, and some of them have different like lusts and things that they're really into. And so coming back into the world, it's almost like this greedy kind of like, oh, I want to, I want to be in a seat of power, or I want to be in the shadows, or I want to be in the dream world. Like they kind of gravitate back towards almost like getting a feel for the land. But then you're right. Now it's how can I make put myself in the best position, be the strongest of the strong, and maybe get Randall Thor turned with me and or bring him in on a leash to the dark one. All that all that kind of stuff is mm-hmm. is I guess what they're what they're scheming. But you're gonna find some really interesting personalities and differences between the Forsaken, which which I thought was kind of cool. When I first read it, I was like, wow, these guys are like they're not just like they're very different and they're very just I don't know. Um, the way they go about their their game and their scheme is just so unique that you're like, all right, this is right. keeps it interesting and it makes them each kind of stick out and stand out from from the other one. Uh, Grendel, real quick though, I want to read where was that description? So as you said, this was her description as she shows up here uh, appearance. Yeah, she's beautifully full figured uh, with elaborately curled red, gold, and sun colored hair. However, she is described as merely. Uh, plumply pretty besides land fear. 
<laughs> like land, they just keep yeah. elevating Landfear and saying Landfear is just you know right, uh, just just something else. So here's this woman that would normally be considered the most beautiful woman you've ever seen until you've seen Landfear. Yeah, what, it reminds you of uh, what is it, um, Helena of Troy or something like that, the most beautiful woman in the world type right. of thing. You're like, wait, what? It's just wild. So right, yeah, yeah. So so there's okay. that. I mean, yeah. All right, well. That yeah, there we go. That's that is the prologue of Fires of Heaven. Um, starting with a darker tone, which I like. I like when we start. I like that some, most of our prologues have been actually. I think all the prologues have been on a darker tone, right? We had the original one, you know, with Luce Theron, mm-hmm. Eliana, yeah, <laughs> and then the Dark Friends, <laughs> right? And then the, yeah. and then the Dark Friend, and then the Dark Friends social. Uh, so that's good. And I've already, I'm already a little bit. I'm think I'm at uh, the first chapter is kind of long. Um, so I'm, I'm just towards the end of that. And wow, that's a, that's like, okay, this is where I was hoping to kick things off. Um, so maybe a little bit of, uh, on the road with some, with some certain characters. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I will, I will certainly, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who just, who hasn't just gotten there yet. But, um, I do think, uh, for our first episode, so the next episode we do will be chapters one through five because uh, there are some big ones in there. And so um, I kind of broke up the chapters this time. I went ahead and looked. And so it's going to be roughly because it's going to be roughly about five hours of listen time, which is how I view it, because uh, that's how I do the audiobook. Because there's mm-hmm. some chapters like the first block is like, man, there's some really big ones. And then the second block is like chapters that are 16 minutes. And so it's like, all right, well, like we can get through like 10 of those. So, yeah. So this this book will be kind of similar to Shadow Rising where it's like, okay, there might be a couple episodes where we're like, well, we're only covering five today. And then another would reach you over like 11, you know, so. Yeah, just because, like you said, time, I think it was a good way to, to look at it, which is, um, you know, five hours of listening time for you. Not bad. And then we can kind of dig in, dig in deep. Um, it, I'll be interested to see where the cliff, like the, which where the cliffhangers are in, in our in our chapters. So that's a good breakdown. Right. Uh, do we do all of them? Do you want to give every like just part one, uh, one through five, and then? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so one through five, and again, this is all subject to change because who knows? Um, right. One through five, six through sixteen, seventeen through twenty-five, twenty-six through thirty-five, thirty-six through forty-three. 44 through 49 and 50 through 56, which is actually, that's actually like a six hour block. But I was like, well, do we really want to do two episodes of like three chapters? We might, who knows? It just depends. But that's kind of, that's kind of the rough, you know, pencil outline that's, you know, subject to change. Yeah, no, I like it. This is, this is a fun, um, exciting book and it does, it really pushes us. And there are, as, as you saw, we've got four forsaken here meeting in the beginning of this so you can imagine that this is going to be an interesting book with a lot of different layers we also have osmodian who's possibly gone over as they say don't forget about him who's training the dragon reborn just like Lanfear wants uh, uh to take place so it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride and it's a lot of fun i can tell you i just finished it and i and i'm i'm, I'm i moved on uh and i was telling you as i got to the end of this book i was like holy smokes some some pretty crazy stuff that i just totally forgot happens happens and it is just uh it's awesome it's gonna be great so absolutely so all right guys with that we want to thank you for answering the call as we said in our next episode we will be discussing the fires of heaven chapters one through five 
Yep, uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofalier at gmail.com. We will see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.